0: Hello, and welcome back to Once Upon a Boomerang, brought to you by Shaving Foundations, a student led nonprofit dedicated to raising awareness and fundraising for rare diseases. My name is Buddha Shah, and I am the co founder and co president here at Shaving Foundations, and I'm your host for today. If you're new to this podcast, welcome! This podcast talks about everything related to rare diseases, from impacts by the healthcare industry on people with rare diseases two real stories. Stick around to the end to get more information, but until then, let's get into today's topic. Today's first star is Tabitha Frank, who has endosalpingiosis. First, we're going to go through this condition a little bit, and then we'll talk about Tabitha's story. Endosalpingiosis is when tissue from the fallopian tubes, which are the tubes that connect the ovaries to the uterus and allow the egg to travel from the ovary to the uterus. The tissue inside that tube is found outside of the tubes, which can cause a lot of problems. So this tissue is often found in the lower pelvic organs, which include your colon or your large intestine or your uterus, Uh, the lower abdominal peritoneum, which is your stomach lining basically, as well as the bladder and the axillary lymph node, which is the lymph nodes that are in that area this disease can spread quite aggressively and is thought to be an asymptomatic benign entity, which means it's an illness with no visible or felt symptoms. However, a lot of people do experience symptoms, but these symptoms are super ambiguous and can be thought of as part of another disease, so you have to really investigate a lot into these patients and make sure you're getting the right diagnosis. Endosalpingiosis can easily be associated with conditions such as salpingitis, which is the inflammation of the fallopian tubes, endometriosis, which is when the endometrial lining of the uterus spreads outside of the uterus, and it can also be mistaken for tumors. The most common mistake is between endosalpingiosis and endometriosis. Although they're very similar, they are different in how the disease works and it's really important that physicians and healthcare employees understand the difference between them and diagnose the correct one because that diagnosis is necessary to um, get the right treatment options now on to Tabitha's story Tabitha Elfrank had always wanted to be a mother for 15 years she tried having a child but every time she got pregnant she suffered a miscarriage a total of 10 times throughout those 15 years. Back then, she had no idea that there could be a reason for this other than mere chance, but everything changed for her when she got pregnant for the final time in 2013. Unfortunately, Tabitha began experiencing severe complications after giving birth. Her physicians monitored her closely, but were bewildered by her symptoms and they didn't know what was going on. In February of 2014, Tabitha underwent surgery so that her doctors could try to understand the reason for her complications. They came back with tissue samples from her uterus and fallopian tubes and sent them off to lab work. The original diagnosis was endometriosis, but her doctors were still perplexed by her symptoms. They didn't seem to match up with the diagnosis, and they were completely lost. After months of confusion and frustration and doctors reaching out to doctors nationwide, Tabitha received a diagnosis endosalpingiosis. The diagnosis was a big relief for Tabitha. Finally, she knew why she was in so much pain following the birth of her son. But there was still a lot that she didn't know about her condition, and in fact her doctor didn't even know about it. Tabitha told us, my doctor handed me a piece of paper he found online and said, here you go, I don't know about this disease, and I'm not really willing to learn about it, so good luck, and he walked out of his office. Unfortunately, such stories about healthcare personnel are really common in the people we talk to who have a rare disease, and it makes it really frustrating and difficult to deal with these diseases and try to advocate for yourself over time. Tabitha and her family struggled a lot with her diagnosis. With little to no information about the disease or treatments, they were confused as to what steps should be taken. Sadly, Tabitha's struggles only had begun with her diagnosis. Because of her pregnancy, her endosalpingiosis had worsened considerably and she had to undergo surgery a total of nine times as the surgeons attempted to remove the tissue that was causing her so much pain. Because of medical errors, however, her fallopian tubes were tied and her kidneys had to be removed. These are both very traumatic to the body and it can be very difficult to recover from these procedures. It seemed as though things were looking down for Tabitha at this point. After this, her recovery was slow. There were days when her condition became unbearable, forcing her to cancel any plans she had made. Communicating with her family through her pain was sometimes impossible, and she could do nothing but stay in bed all day. Slowly, she began to recover, and her condition has removed remarkably over the course of the past few years, leaving her in a much better place than before. Her family also took some time to really understand the diagnosis, and they were able to help out more and more as Tabitha progressed, but it was still a very hard journey for her to get to the state that she is today. After facing all these struggles, Tabitha knew she had to take action to improve the healthcare and treatment options for people with endosalpingiosis. Therefore, she started the Endosalpingiosis Foundation Facebook page, which got interaction from people around the world um, and women who wanted to support each other. This uh, interaction allowed her to start a nonprofit organization, Endosalpingiosis Foundation, Inc., which is dedicated to fundraising and creating awareness as well as providing support for women with this condition. Through her organization, Tabitha pushes for a legal change that provides more resources for women with this condition. In May of 2018, she re- received an endorsement from the Endometriosis Association, Inc., and in August of 2019, Tabitha was able to meet with Congresswoman Brian Steele through Rare Across America to discuss legal reforms that could be made to support women with She She's also worked with Senator Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, who has a rare disease herself. In February of 2020, Tabitha was invited to attend a NORD conference in Washington, D.C., where she was able to listen to speakers on the subject of rare diseases as well as participate in events and conferences where she learned that there were many other people with rare diseases who'd gone through many struggles that she had personally gone through. We've partnered with Tabitha and her organization, so if you want to find out more about her organization, you can either go directly to org or you can go to our website, shapingfoundations.wixsite.com slash shapingfoundations, go to our Um, partners page and you can find Tabitha's foundation from there. For the past six years, Tabitha has continued to advocate for women with this condition and work towards a healthcare system that provides better opportunities for treatment. She urges patients to advocate for themselves and provides resources through which patients can better understand their symptoms and make sure they're getting the treatment they deserve. When we spoke to her, one of her messages was perseverance. Don't give up, keep going no matter how hard it is, she told us. She also spoke about her son. Most people with endosalpingeosis are unable to get pregnant and give birth, so she counts herself as blessed for having him. She wants him to see her and be proud and to know that her life holds meaning. She wants him to know that his mother, despite all the difficulties that she faced, did not give up and fought for herself and other people with this condition. A big thank you to Tabitha Frank for sharing her story with us, and to the Endosalpagiosis Foundation for partnering with us shaping foundations. We can't wait to work with Tabitha and the rest of her team to continue meeting our goals and advocate for the rare disease community. That's our story for today. Sorry about missing last week's podcast. Um, As you know, we're all students, and our school actually um, kick-started last week, and got so busy that we weren't able to record our podcast but we're working on getting more members and we'll continue to try keeping our weekly podcasts weekly anyway i hope you enjoyed what we discussed today and learned a little bit more about the world of rare diseases if you've been inspired by today's podcast and want to learn more check out our instagram facebook or twitter at shaping foundations or our website Com. want to get involved You can donate to us at our website under the donate page or become a volunteer. Thanks for tuning in. Just by educating yourself, you've helped those with rare diseases be more connected and receive the resources they need. Any contribution is a great one. See you next time.